And if you don't have the money to invest in advertising for your business, you shouldn't be starting a business. It is absolutely mandatory for every business to advertise at some level, and it should be a part of every business's budget. Now look at look at Coca-Cola. Everyone in the world knows what Coca-Cola is, and yet they still spend billions of dollars a year promoting their product. You know, if you just how can you be a business without a marketing budget? It's like opening a store without a sign. Hi, my name is Caitlin Pyatt. I'm a professionally certified marketer, and this is the Start Marketing Podcast, where small business owners can find authentic, accessible, and actionable marketing advice to help them grow and scale their businesses. I've worked in marketing for over 13 years, and it's an industry I genuinely love and a craft I believe can revolutionize and propel businesses to unimaginable growth. I'm the director of marketing at a startup, I run the Start Marketing community, and of course, I host this podcast. But I'm also a wife, a mom of three, and my house is generally always chaotic. I like learning about marketing, talking about it, and this is my favorite place to share my love of marketing. If you can't tell, I'm kind of a nerd about it. So I hope you're ready to soak it all in and start marketing. Hey, Start Marketing listeners, welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to pull back the curtain on digital marketing, specifically targeted ads. And it's something, digital advertising is something I hear small business owners jump to pretty frequently, right? If their first free stop is social media, their second paid stop is digital ads. And I think it's really important to understand the world of digital advertising and how it works so you can confidently maximize your spend because nothing is worse than paying money and not getting the results that you hope to achieve. So to help us do all of that is David McBee. David started working with business owners back in the days of the original search engine, Yellow Pages. When the internet was born and he showed an aptitude for how it would impact his clients, he embraced the technology, becoming an internet trainer, traveling the country, and teaching hundreds of sales reps and business owners about internet marketing. In 2008, David had the opportunity to be trained at Google's Mountain View Googleplex, becoming one of the first Google AdWords certified trainers. Having worked for a handful of internet marketing agencies as an independent consultant, David was recruited to be the national director of training for a targeted advertising company. In this role, he works directly with business owners to help them understand the inner workings for targeted advertising, programmatic display, and connected TV to increase brand value and grow revenue. So David, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you. All right. So let's dive in because I think when people think of digital advertising, especially small business owners, there is, there's a lot of what digital advertising can encompass. So can you kind of help explain what all it encompasses and then specifically like what you focus on and kind of the difference between like targeted display versus what somebody would consider traditional, like social media, paid ads, things like that. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad you asked that question because so many people just want to jump in and start talking digital advertising without defining what they mean by that, right? So I think of it as three pillars on a stool, okay? 
And the first one is, of course, Google paid search or Google AdWords or pay per click. You could call it a lot of different things or even SEOs, you know, search engine optimization. Basically, the idea that you want your website to appear on the first page of Google when someone is looking for you. Right. Or said another way, the yellow pages of today. Right. It isn't an awareness play. It's not. Uh, there's nothing really clever about the ads necessarily as far as like branding or imagery goes. It's just a text ad. It's just you in the place where someone looked for you, right? So that is basically, in my opinion, the foundation for businesses, especially small businesses, right? Like Coca-Cola doesn't need to worry about that. But, you know, John's tractor company needs to appear on the first page of Google when somebody goes to buy a tractor. So that's the first one. Everybody's familiar with that. Then you've got your social media. We all spend hours of our lives now just sucked into social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. And um, that's just a place you have to be. You have to appear there because that's a social environment. Caitlin, I think that social media kind of takes the place of social networking from back in the day, right? You'd go to these brunches or these lunch meetings and or better business bureau events and you'd you'd create relationships right you'd get to know people and you'd you'd share valuable content with them not in the hopes that they would buy from you right in that moment but in the hopes that you would create a relationship with them so that when they needed your product or service they would buy from you so that's social media and specifically organic social media the things that you post about your business and your employees and you know some fun and entertaining things as well and then the last thing is display advertising and display advertising can come in several different shapes and sizes. You can do display advertising on social media, right? You can pay to appear in the feed and there's a little bit of targeting there. Facebook can target men or women or certain age groups and they can target you based on the things they know about you, but they only know what they know about you from inside of Facebook unless they've bought some third party data, right? So Facebook knows I'm a Jeep guy because I follow all the Jeep groups and I'm always posting pictures of my Jeep and I wrote a children's book about Jeeps. And so there's all this content about me and Jeeps. And so the ads I see in that environment are Jeep related. But outside of social media, there's a whole world of the internet. We are, we are surfing the web sometimes five, six hours a day or in, including connected TV, right? And that's an environment that is mostly ad supported. You don't pay to use the web. You don't pay to surf the internet because there's ads everywhere. And so here's a really good example of a targeted display ad, okay? Every January, I go to um, print a calendar. Printacalendar.com. You ever heard of it? No, nobody's ever heard of that site, right? Unless they maybe print a calendar now and then. And even if they do, they probably forgot the name of the site. It's just a random weird website. But when I went there this January... There were three ads on the page for Jeep t-shirts. <laughs> Half of my wardrobe is Jeep t-shirts. So they were really good ads. But here's the thing people don't understand. The Jeep t-shirt company trying to reach me didn't call print a calendar and say, hey, can we put an ad on your page? No, they, they found me based on my online behavior, based on the data they had on me. And then print a calendar was just one of these random million websites where they serve ads. So targeted ads are kind of the third, you know, the third leg in the on the footstool. You've got Google paid search so they can find you. 
You've got social media because that's a place where we spend a lot of time and it knows a little bit about you. But then paid search is the rest of the internet. It could be, you know, like I said, a, a random website. It can be an app on your phone. It could be um, a TV show that you're watching on connected TV that's ad supported. All of those ads can reach your ideal prospect if you are leveraging the right data to figure out who that prospect is. Right. So they are essentially, people joke about this when you're like, oh yeah, I was thinking about getting a new car. And now these car ads are following me everywhere. And people joke about, you know, like Facebook or Google listening to you. It's not so much that they're actually like literally listening to you. It's just that they're taking the data inputs that you are giving them through what you allow them to access. And then they are giving it to advertisers who say, yes, that person matches something that I th my product or service, I think they might want that. So it's kind of, that that is, if I was going to like put it into analogy, that's what people are talking about, right? I could even make it more brief. They're the stalker ads. The big the stalker ads. The there big, you go. I didn't want to say it. Ad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. But I nodded my head yes when you said print a calendar because we made a calendar for my husband's grandma. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about digital advertising. And I feel like it sounds really intimidating. And when I think about somebody, a small business owner, who's like, okay, I have a limited amount of resources and I have probably a very limited budget. Why, why is targeted advertising beneficial for, for me to spend my money on? Out of all of the things, why that thing? Well, let's go back. Remember I said, I think that Google search is the foundation. Like I would say, always start there, right? But there's a limited number of people that are looking for you. You got to be in front of those people, but that's a very limited number of people. You have to make people aware of your business, aware of your brand, aware of your products. And you have to reach people while they're still in the research phase, right? Because if you wait till the very last minute to try and get in front of them at Google, they may already have their mind made up. And so what targeted advertising does is it leverages data to put your ads in front of the right kind of person while they're still in the purchase funnel, while they're at the top of the purchase funnel and they're really not sure if they want your product while they're in the middle of the purchase funnel and they've done some online research to say, hey, yes, I'm actually shopping for these products and services. And when they get to the very bottom through site retargeting, they come to your website, they leave, they've looked at three other websites. So then we retarget them again with your ads. So while it's important to be on social because a lot of people are there and you've got to be on Google because you have to be where people are looking for you, you also have to fill that funnel. You have to make people aware and unlike traditional media, which places ads in front of everyone and their brother in the hopes that one out of a thousand people wants to buy that product or service. You know, I think about a billboard on the highway. How many people driving by that billboard give a hoot about that personal injury attorney? Hardly anyone, right? But the one guy who got hurt at work yesterday, that's the guy that's going to pay for that billboard. Meanwhile, in display advertising, the attorney can just find people who are maybe injured and have been doing research about those things. So it's filling the funnel, it's reaching people while they're doing the research, and it's reaching people at the very bottom of the funnel. 
So kind of listening listening to that thought process, and we've talked about sales funnels before here on the podcast and kind of, you know, building some basic ones and really understanding the we call it kind of reverse engineering the path to yes, which is kind of where are the different stages that someone might be looking for you and how do you kind of move them from one stage to the next to eventually get to the point where you are converting a lead into a sale. And something I think that people go into display advertising, digital advertising with this idea that I am going to put that ad out and I am immediately, I'm going to see lots of sales, right? Like I paid Google $500 or $150 and I think I should generally see like a 10,000% ROI on that. (laughs) And when you are talking about kind of these different parts of the funnel and, you know, kind of meeting somebody and reminding them at each step of the journey, it really kind of pulls out something that I hope you can, I, I know you can speak to to say, it's not necessarily, you don't always go into advertising with the goal of converting a, a lead directly into a sale. There are different goals for your ads at different stages. So how do you kind of understand as a small business owner, like what stage you're at and what you should expect to get out of the ad that you're placing? I think it comes down to understanding what your goals are, right? Like um, you may be in a situation where you have to make people aware of your product and services because no one knows that you that your product exists. You're not going to reach people on Google there because no one's looking for you, right? And so you have to put a message out there, and you have to you have to measure that in terms of am I getting more people to my website? Maybe I'm not getting the sales yet. Am I getting more people this month than I got last month and and over 90 days, right? But generally speaking, Caitlin, I think it is fair to measure the return on ad spend from a digital campaign because a digital campaign, unlike traditional, has the ability to track so many different things, you know? So Google, social media, and a lot of what we can do in display can track clicks to your website, right? So what you should do as an advertiser is figure out, well, how many clicks to my website or how many visits to my website do I have to get in order to make a sale? You know, and if it's e-commerce, that's easy. If it's not e-commerce, that's a much more challenging number, right? Mm -hmm. So then you have to look at foot traffic um, or how many views to your website or how many forms do I have to complete? Now, I was working with a plastic surgeon many, many moons ago, and he said, hey, if uh, if I get five people to fill out this form, saying that they want to come in and have a consultation. Um, Three of them will come in and one of them will convert into a sale. And I said, all right, well, what's the average sale? It's funny to say sale when you're talking about plastic surgery. What's the average Mm -hmm. patient spend, right? And the answer was around 10 grand and the profit margin on that was half of it. So $5,000. So I said to him, I said, we can run these campaigns for you and maybe we'll get you 10, 20, 30 new patients. But if I charge you $5,000 a month and I get you two new patients, can we all just consider that a success? Because it's doubling your investment. You're getting twice back what you spent. And if I get you three or four or five or 10 new patients, then yay, 
you can pay me more. You can take me to lunch. You can buy me a drink, right? But at the end of the day, I really like to play that ROI uh, conversation and say, what's the minimum amount that this campaign has to do to double what you spend with me? Mm -hmm. And if they're only spending $500 on a campaign, they should not have very high expectations. The expectation should be that I'm going to make $1,000 in sales. And if you look at most small businesses, an extra $1,000 in sales in a month, they wouldn't even notice it. That's why those guys who buy these little bitty campaigns, they always say that didn't work. That didn't work. Well, it worked, but it worked at such a small level that you didn't notice it. And you missed out on you know, a much greater profit if you had just invested more to begin with. Mm, so that is, oh, there's, there's so much there that I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to touch on. And I think like originally, you know, where my thought process was going is that people think like, oh, I'm going to spend a little bit of money and I'm going to get so much, I'm going to get so much back from it. And what I'm hearing you say, and I've I've heard this from other people as well, is that you you can't really go in with sort of these tiny budgets. So like the little like teaser things that you get, you know, like Facebook will be like, oh, $25 or $50. And you're like, oh, that sounds so inexpensive. And so you go into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get like, you know, a couple of customers back out of this. And so I'm going to, you know, again, my ROI is going to be like astronomical. I'm going to spend, you know, I, I got an email from Google the other day that was like, hey, here's your $500 free like AdWords. And I was like, hmm, it's more than you've given me in the past. It's always been $150. $500 is kind of, kind of nice. But understanding in relation to like your budget will also kind of dictate the ROI that you should expect to your point, you know, if you're only going to spend a little bit, then it may not be your, if you're going to double it, if that's what you can kind of expect on average, does that really make a difference to you? I or can, that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I honestly no, think we're going to more than double it most of the time, but doubling it should be the minimum goal, right? Mm. And that should be the sure. minimum success metric. If you spend 500 and you make a thousand on it, then you should keep spending 500, right? Yeah. If you spend 500 and you make 2000, you should spend more than 500. But sure. if you just spend enough, just a tiny, here, here's a question for you, Caitlin. If I told you to do 20 push-ups a day for the next 30 days, at the end of those 30 days, would you technically be healthier? I would just Zoom yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think would I should you, have some more muscle definition. <laughs> in a in a measurable sense, would you notice? That? No, 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 no. Right? So you spend fifty or one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars on a campaign, you're probably going to make the money back, but you won't even notice it, right? Now, mm -hmm. if I said do twenty push-ups a day plus squats and this and that and this and that, and I give you a workout routine, and now you're working out an hour every day, at the end of thirty days, you are going to really feel the results. It's basically what you put into it is what you get out of it. It's that classic mm -hmm. analogy. Yeah. And so thinking about if I do want to spend just a little bit of money, right? Maybe that $500 is like all I have and that feels like a lot to me. I think one of the questions that I get asked the most often and like digital ads, this is way, 
this is way out of my depth. If people can't tell kind of listening to it, it is not where I would spend my time playing. I would 100% just pay someone to do this for me. <laughs> so that's, that is my expertise level in digital ads. <laughs> Who should I pay to do this for me? Because I don't understand all of these nuances. And I think that that is something that sometimes puts small business owners at a disadvantage is not necessarily understanding, you know, like where can I be at? And so I hope that, you know, these kinds of conversations help illuminate for people to say like, okay, now I can kind of confidently go into this process without feeling like I know zero things about it. And one of the things that I think that I get asked the most often, and I wrestle with myself, you know, when I think about my own spend is, is there a right time to do it? Like, is there a point where I am too early in a business to do it? Is it just dependent on my budget? Does it matter if I have literally like just propped my website and stuff up, at, but I've got $2,000 that I'm willing to put towards something or 500 Or do you need to kind of be a little bit farther along in your business journey? to feel like this is a successful strategy for you? I, I, I feel like I'm going to sound like a total jerk answering this question, right? But here goes. If you were to start a lawn mowing business, how much money would you have to spend on lawn mowing equipment, right? And, and you could say, I don't have enough money to buy that really nice tractor or whatever, that nice ride on mower or whatever. But if you don't have the money to buy the equipment you need, then you shouldn't be starting a business. And if you don't have the money to invest in advertising for your business, you shouldn't be starting a business. It is absolutely mandatory for every business to advertise at some level, and it should be a part of every business's budget. Now look at look at Coca-Cola. Everyone in the world knows what Coca-Cola is, and yet they still spend billions of dollars a year promoting their product. You know, if you just how can you be a business without a marketing budget? It's like opening a store without a sign. It just, mm -hmm. You've got to have it or you're just going to mm -hmm. die on the vine. No, I, it is something that I wrestle with. I don't think you, I don't think you sound like a jerk. It is kind of like the hard reality. It's the hard reality. And to be honest, you know, I've been wrestling, I have been wrestling with this idea, um, you know, and how to kind of talk about it because, at the end of the day, it is it is difficult for small businesses to be competitive, I think, because they don't always feel like or want to have the budget. Some of them have it. Some of them don't. To sit at the table with an agency or someone to say like, hey, I, I need you to do this kind of advertising for me. I can't do it myself. I need you to do it for me. And sometimes they're at a disadvantage because the it's just cost prohibitive. But at the same time, you know, and this is the marketer in me that says, you can't grow your business without advertising unless you have a lot of influence. That is kind of the one the one caveat I would put in. If I have if I have a ton of influence, if I have this like phenomenal network that's just going to like blow me up by word of mouth, then I can probably do it. But if I don't have that, then I have to have income to say Totally fair. Totally fair. But that person is not listening to your podcast right now. <laughs> They're probably not. <laughs> They're probably not. If you are, please email me. <laughs> Because I really desperately want to know you. Um, no, so I, th I think it's fair. And so I, I think it's something, you know, 
we'll dive into a little bit more in next week uh, next week's episode to talk about like how do I set my budget? How do I understand and kind of plan to be successful in this area? But that's something that, you know, I kind of tried to to drive home. We do talk about a lot of free marketing strategies here. But free only ever gets you so far. At some point, you do have to be willing to invest. And I think digital advertising targeted display is a great way to kind of get into that. You do have to understand and you want to be knowledgeable going in so that you can be smart about it. But you do at a certain point, if you want to grow and if you want to scale a business, you have to be willing to invest in it. And that's what I think marketing truly is. It's an investment. It should come back to you. If you are not getting positive results from it, it is not the right marketing strategy for you. And and that's okay. It does happen. You do test marketing strategies that do not work for you. But like we are talking about here today, there is there should be a point where you are willing to invest and it comes back to you and you know and understand how it's working for you and you can see the results and you can decide if this is where you want to continue to spend your money and if not. So with that, we we are going to continue this conversation next week. So if you are intrigued, if you are at the point where you are ready to kind of jump in and start investing and start marketing your business with targeted display ads. Join us back next week. David will be returning to kind of teach us how to do that. So David, thank you for your time and expertise today. If people want to connect in the meantime, where can they find you? Well, the best way to find me is to Google my name, David McBee. I'm number one for the result. And uh, it's it's all my social media is David McBee on LinkedIn, on, on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. That's fantastic. That's the most digital marketing marketer answer i've gotten to that question <laughs> if you just google me i'm number one me. you will find me <laughs> if you don't i'm not good at my job oh that's fantastic i love that all right start marketers thank you for joining us today i hope you are genuinely ready to dive into this please join us back again next week and until next time get out there and start marketing <laughs>